Read-alouds serve different purposes, and each of those purposes is beneficial for student experiences connected to text. Now, spiral review is important, and as we are front-loading new information, as we are exposing students to new skills each week, it is imperative that we make sure we are doing what has to be done to ensure that they stay strong with past skills and can answer questions appropriately. This is where spiral review comes in, and a great way to embed this is within your read aloud. I am looking forward to sharing ways that you can keep spiral review top of mind and make your read aloud as purposeful as it can be. So let's dive in. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is, you guessed it, all things literacy and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Literacy Dive podcast. I am excited that you are here. If you have been tuned in following along, then you know that we have been in a read aloud series and this episode is going to wrap us up. But if you are new here, no worries. You can still listen to this episode. They do not grow on each other, but I do want to encourage you to go back and take a listen to episode 106, which is four best practices for executing a successful read aloud experience. Episode 107, How to Choose Effective Read-Alouds, and last week I had a guest, Eileen Clausen, on who shared five ideas for focusing on fluency during your read-aloud. So those are there for you. Stay here with us today, and then make sure that you go and get caught up on those other three episodes. Now, read-alouds can be used for many purposes as we've discussed And one of those purposes can be for general skill review. Simple as that. So today, we are going to take a deep dive into how you can use your read aloud specifically for spiral review. I am going to be sharing four quick ideas with you today. And so the first idea I want to talk about is looking for what skills are present within the text. Now, this is going to be while you are reading a text, maybe for the first time, or maybe you're reading this for the second, third, fourth, fifth time, but you haven't really paid close attention to what key details are within that text. This is where you want to look for what skills are there. When reading, you want to identify those key reading skills. And the way that I love being able to remind myself of what skills are really, really prevalent in which books is I like to take a sticky note. And I will write down what reading skills lend itself well to that text. And I will keep that sticky note in the back of my book. You could put it in the front cover, but I like sticking everything inside the back cover of that book. I used to keep it just on the front or the back cover so that if I'm flipping through, I can be able to quickly be able to see what's on that sticky note, but within moving books around and putting books into boxes, sometimes those sticky notes do get crumbled or they do just end up missing. And so a really safe place to have it is in the back of your text. But if you do like to have that visually in the front of your book or maybe on the side or somewhere, you can definitely use those skinny sticky note flags 
that are really, really slender. And you can be able to tag your books that way by using shorthanded acronyms or abbreviations for the different skills or whatever you want to do. But the important thing here is that you are tagging your books, especially when you say, oh my gosh, this book was so great for compare and contrast. This text was really, really great for having the structured details aligned with the main idea. Or maybe there might be a text that's really, really great for showing character analysis. So whatever that looks like for whatever text you're reading, you want to go ahead and get yourself in the habit and in the pattern of tagging your text. And then that way, when you do need to review a certain skill or strategy, you already have some text available. Now, even if you've already read that book to students prior in the year, I love the act of rereading text because as we know, the first time you read something, when you read it even closer, you're going to pull out something different from it. So if your students already know the storyline, that's actually really, really beneficial because then when you bring that book back and say, we're just going to focus on cause and effect, fact and opinion, or context clues, they will be able to specifically look at the text for those certain skills and you can have a discussion based on that alone. So this is really great when you want to think about spiral review is using read alouds specifically for those skills as a first time read or rereading the text that you've already read and focus specifically on those skills that you want to review. Secondly, you would want to determine which skills lend themselves best to be spiral reviewed. Now, again, you can use your read aloud text to review any of the reading skills. However, there are some skills that just need to be in the forefront all the time. Now, I'm going to list a few skills that were always skills that I would want to keep in the forefront. And so maybe you're in the same boat right now and you're saying, yes, those are skills that my students consistently struggle with. These are skills that when I'm giving my monthly assessments, when I'm giving my quarterly assessments or whatever reading assessments you have to do with your district, they are constantly getting these certain skills incorrect when they are testing. So you want to keep these in the forefront and you want to keep these practiced. So some of those skills for me were making inferences, determining importance, context clues, finding theme. These are just a few of the ones that I know whenever I had to start analyzing the data, those were the ones that came back where students were just constantly missing. So this was definitely a more strategic way that I could be practicing this within my read aloud time without students necessarily having to see it in test form. But if you can use your data that way, you can be able to see, okay, what do we need daily practice in? And even if you're using your read aloud for a different purpose, you can still find ways to embed that inside. So you have to really think about what students need help with, what they need practice with, or what you want them to stay fresh with. Because these skills can be embedded throughout each read aloud to allow for that intentional exposure and practice with that tricky skill or skills. So make this a part of your read aloud format. And when I say the format, it means Whenever you are planning your read aloud and you have your certain teaching point, you just want to naturally embed that time where those skills can be taught within that read aloud. 
I want to take a moment to introduce you to Writing Made Simple. This is a membership site that will bring you engaging writing routines that will get your students on board and pumped about writing. These routines are designed to be quick and simple meaning very little to no prep for you. I'm giving you everything that you need. Video walkthroughs, easy lesson plans, detailed exemplars, printable templates, and engaging animated writing routine slides. Your students are going to go from feeling bored and disengaged to feeling eager and curious. It's through the small intentional chunks of time where you can allow writing to be a powerful practice. Implementing fun routines that disguise writing is the name to the game. To learn more about how you can become a member, head to theliteracydive.com slash join. I cannot wait to support you and your writers. Taking that second tip a step farther, this third idea that I want to share with you is going to be centered around those same two to three skills, not necessarily just the tricky ones, but two to three skills that you want to make sure that your students can be able to spiral review. So you're going to choose two to three skills so that students have to show their understanding of each skill. Now, again, some read alouds can just be used for the purpose of review, so let that be the reason for reading and the skill practice that's happening. You want to set your students up for success. You never want to just go in blindly. Well, maybe sometimes you do if you just want to really fully assess what they know and what they don't know, but if you are doing this intentionally and strategically, you do not want to just go in and not explain to them what they are to do. So you will want to share the two or the three skills that you want to focus upon, and you're going to let them know that you want them to explain the meaning of what that skill or that strategy is, and you want to tell them exactly what to look for. You want to allow for them to do that hard work with your support and your guidance on the side, of course. So review in this sense means that this is not the first time students are hearing about this skill. This is not the first time they are learning this skill. This is not the first time that you are introducing this skill. This is simply review. Now, I know that all students have different layers of at what point they master it, but again, reviewing means that this is not brand new to your students. So for this one, you want to actually put them inside of that text, have them do that hard work, have them explain and go into that text evidence And so that is going to be the purpose of how you can use your read aloud in this time for that skill practice. And lastly, you will want to choose a share method so that your students can show you how they're performing and you'll be able to see what they have mastered or what they still need help with overall. And so to do this, you can involve them in this skill review by giving them sticky notes and asking them a question or having them write down the meaning of a word and they can quickly jot down what they think and then that is a way that you can informally assess them but it's on a reviewed skill that they've already practiced. You could also have your students turn and talk. So while you're reading this book, you can have them turn and talk about what was the cause, what was the effect and see what they are able to generate and have a couple of partner pairs share out so that you can be able to see how your students are performing. Another thing that you can do is have your students to hold up response cards. 
Now, these are cards that I've used. You can make them on index cards. You can print pictures, whatever you want to do. But these response cards are given to your students that have A, B, C, D on them. If you want to give them answer choices, it could have a yes, no. It could have any type of response that your students could give you on these cards. And so when you're asking a question, they will simply hold up the card, and that is a great way that you can see how your students are responding and how they are performing when it comes to that specific skill that you are reviewing. Something else you can do if you want your students to move around is you can have them play four corners, where for this type of strategy, you will want to kind of make it a little bit more like testing-based But when you're asking a question, you might have different answers in four different corners and your students have to move to the corner that they feel like is correct. So for this one, you are able to see if they know figurative language, if they understand the difference between a fact and the different opinions that maybe you have supplied and you want to see if they can distinguish between that different skill. So there are ways that you can be able to see how they're performing You can have them share their knowledge, and that is going to be key when thinking about using your read aloud for skill practice. As quick as I went through these four different ideas, that is as quick and easy as you can get this up and running by using the read alouds in your classroom, no matter if they're fiction or nonfiction. So as a recap, you will want to look for what skills are present in the text while you're reading these books to your students every day. And you can start tagging your books so that you are ready when it comes down to a time where you need to spiral review a certain skill or two. You will want to really assess your students and figure out which skills do they need to have practice with on a continuous basis. And those are going to be the skills that will lend themselves to be spiraled at all times. And you are going to find ways to put those into your read aloud no matter what your teaching point is. You will just have moments where you can still be able to practice those skills. You will also want to think about choosing two to three skills specifically so that students have to show their understanding of that skill, and that is going to be the whole purpose of your read aloud for the day. And then lastly, you want to try to think about a share method so that you can see how your students are actually performing, and that is one other way that you can be able to see how your students are doing with this different type of review. I cannot wait to hear which of these ideas you are most interested in trying. And if you do try something, I want to hear about it. So make sure you reach out to me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive and let me know. Don't be shy. If you have commented on a post or if you have reached out to me in DMs, you know I love, love, love talking back with you all. So reach out to me. And if you need to wait for this episode to go on my feed, you can definitely comment there as well if you don't want to slide into my DMs. So I would love to hear how this is going for you. Now, if you have ESL students in your classroom, next week I have an episode for you. Every single year that I have been a teacher, I have had ESL students in my classroom and I am sharing some tips and ideas that you can use to try with them when it comes to writing. So if you have ESL students or even if you don't, because as we know, many skills and strategies are actually great for all kids. So if you are looking for some extra additional support, make sure you join me next Monday for that episode. Thanks so much for tuning in today. 
come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.